there's that famous line like talking about perfume is like dancing to architecture but like i couldn't disagree more i mean if we listen to mozart's requiem you know you'll definitely be touched by it but if i talk to you about it about what's going on in it and you learn why he made it and what's being said and what it's about no doubt you're going to love that piece much more and it's going to make more of an impact on your life I moved to Brooklyn and all these weeds were like growing out of the ground and I became fascinated with like understanding all the plants around me. I got all of these books about like herbs and making stuff from herbs and I didn't know what it was leading towards and I was a musician and I started to write more about like herbs and history and this whole way of life within the music and then I made stuff and people really liked it and my wife who was an architect, we had lots of friends who were like in the DIY Brooklyn movement like making like ties or shoes or clothes or jewelry and she was like why don't we start a business and we're, and we're like yeah that sounds like a cool idea and it really took off and then I realized like oh I didn't have the skill level that I have now then so it took me a while to realize like oh I can actually translate anything I want to talk about within music into fragrance I'm David Moltz and I'm the perfumer behind El Cosmico El Cosmico is the air of West Texas. It's a study of the desert shrubs around this magical place called Marfa. It's a little village in the middle of nowhere that's on its way to everywhere. It's, it's, there's something very endless about it. You don't feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, even though you are. You know, my, one of my big things is like translating landscape to fragrance. I was on tour with, with my band uh, years ago in like 2005 or six, and we played a show in LA and our next show was in Marfa. You know, Marfa really feels like it's in the middle of nowhere, especially if you drive from the west, because it's three hours south of San Antonio, I mean, El Paso, and it's just like, driving in the desert and we had been on tour for like two months we were so burnt out it was like 120 degrees i was like i it was the craziest feeling you can see like cloud like tornado -y cloud things off in the distance just like you know it's it's a rainstorm falling all the way to the desert and we finally get to marfa and we show up and marfa is especially then because this is like a couple years ago and now it's like having like a huge a more huge moment but it's just like a like a crossroads in the desert like it's just like two streets we get to the club and there's no roof on the club and it seems closed and that this place is now closed um, in general, but it was like a legendary spot and we find the owner and we're like, we're playing here tonight. He's like, oh, he's like, you are? He's like, all right, let me call, let me call the boys. We got to put the roof on. So they like put the roof on over the next couple hours. We set up, we like go around town and we play and we're the only band in town. And like I said, it wasn't like at levels where it's at right now. So like everyone was there. We ran out of songs. We just started doing like country and blues covers because like everyone was dancing all night and it was amazing. And then we slept on hammocks like under the stars with like dogs barking all around us. And like a big guy like sat on me in the middle of the night. And then we left and like came back and actually our van died in the middle of the desert in Junction, Texas after that and like buzzards were around us and it was just, it's just a very formative experience in my life 
So I surveyed all the plants, we stayed at El Cosmigo, we hung out and got a feel for the wide open space and the mountains and, and the plants and the feeling. And we saw the Donald Judd stuff, uh, came back, made the scent. It was great. It, it's so it might be in the middle of nowhere, but you don't feel that way. It feels like it's this gate to this endless, like it's one of those places where you feel very connected to the land and to the people around you and the spirit of, of the place. Time is the limiting factor for perfume, uh, unlike other arts. And that's why I'm always trying to slow it down to show people like what's in it. Sometimes you miss it, you know, like you get the impression. If you wear it on your skin, though, you will get like the impression over time. And the more you wear it, the more you understand it. Just like when you listen to a new band's album, you might not like it. But if you listen to it 10 times, you're gonna be like, oh, I, I really get it. I'm definitely not the type of artist who doesn't care what people think, you know, be like, I make my art and whatever, you know, like, I'm always thinking like, oh, well, someone has to like, like this and wear this. And you can't, it can't be so crazy that like no one wants to wear it. Like in songwriting, right? I write a lot of music. If I were to extract the accords to to create the landscape um, and show them to you like on blotters and we could like walk through it, you'd be like, oh, so cool. I'm in my landscape. But wearing on the skin, you, you just need to like round things and soften things sometimes and extend things. It's like if, if you're going to have like popcorn with no salt, it could be the fucking best popcorn in the world with the best butter, but it's not going to be as great because you just need salt on it, you know? I feel like you could give me any kind of materials and I could figure out how to twist it towards like my own narrative, you know? And it's very weird to say, right? Because you would think that perfume is based 100% on what's in it and it's so important what's in it and like, but I feel like you could tw you can twist things in such a way to make them say what you want. My whole thing is perfume is armchair travel and like it's it's a very, very affordable luxury that you can, like tea and perfume I feel like are these two things that like you can elevate your day so quickly. You can like go back there anytime, you know, for free, just like or whatever, 10 cents, whatever one spray costs. I've always been into the idea that the romantics had of creating your own world around you. Less so about rejection of the world we live in. I think before when everyone was obsessed with living in the 19th century, we were trying to reject that we lived in this like plastic, like uh, consumer world. And But just creating beauty around yourself uh, is a simple way to enjoy. It's like the art of life, you know? It's part and parcel of the art of life. Very small amounts of the desert are like those dunes with nothing on them. You know, like that's that's not a huge percentage. A lot of desert has scrub vegetation in it. De desert is like a term terminology based on like rainfall, I think, you know. So I, I figured this out about the desert because the, because the desert is such a hard place to to survive. A lot of the plants produce oils to to repel things from eating them and to hold in water, you know, so that makes lots and lots of fragrant plants. So I sort of had my pick of the litter, but I knew creosote was important because like it has that desert rain smell. Um, it's, it's wholly unique. It smells like oily and gasoline, but it, and sweet, but it also has like a, like a leathery green thing. And it's also moist rather than like dry. So I knew that that was going to be like, uh, an important note. And I would just in say in general, I'm, I'm very interested in shrubs and wayside plants, like things that you walk by that no one gives a fuck about. And I, I survey plants my whole life walking around. My kids too are like obsessed with it. And like, you know, you can find some of the most beautifully fragrant things in cracks in the city, you know? And so I'm, I'm fascinated with like 
the idea that right next to you is the world you're looking for. You live, you already live, if you just like open your eyes and look around, you're already in like a beautiful place, you know? And, and scent is an easy one for that because a little, yeah. When you're there, you don't feel lost from the world. You feel like connected to it, you know? There's st- there's like a very vibrant arts culture there and, and people are always on their way there and you'll run into people you know perhaps um, even though you're out in the middle of the desert. I could create all day, all day. I could make sense, music and poetry all day. But really like the, to make it into like a digestible product for lack of a better word or something that has boundaries, you have to like make tough decisions of like how things are ordered, you know? Just look, I have like a ongoing thing on my phone. Like there were some crazy ones the other day that I was thinking of. Uh, oh Yeah. The Millennium Falcon. I thought it'd be so cool to have a candle that smells like a light light switch console, hyperdrive grease, Wookiee, and Rebel Metal. And like it's a candle that like smells like the inside of the Millennium Falcon. Because I was just looking at it. We were watching, you know, Star Wars, and I was just like, oh, imagine what it smells like in the Millennium Falcon. I think that would be such a cool candle. Bon Scott's voice, like that gruff ACDC voice. Like, imagine you could like make a smell that smells like that. Oh, I've always wanted to make something that smells like a children's bookstore and a spiritual bookstore. The children's bookstore like has that like uh like damascones and like peach aldehydes like all of these like from the bird parliament this is a like a poem written by atar like a persian poet from the 12th century um the nightingale stanza in it intoxicating orange cardinal sitting on a wisteria bush i looked out the window the other day and there's tons of wisteria and the red cardinal was sitting there and i was like ooh, that would be such a cool idea of like what it would smell like to have that red we didn't haven't talked about colors yet which is strange because ultimately it all comes back to colors for me like i really think in colors El Cosmico is very, like, beige sand with, like, tones of, like, really muted uh, violet, like, because of this, the sort of irisy quality of the sandalwood abstraction, clear, viscous, white, you know, maybe a little bit of, like, sunny yellow or, like, dandelion color from creosote and things like that, touches of green, you know, so it's, I guess that, that was a lot of different colors in, in that, in that palette, um, I always think in colors though, right? Because every smell has a color to me for sure, you know, and, and definitely every color has things. I just think that it's the easiest way to describe things is, is color, you know, when you smell a fragrance, you know, like you, you just work on all the beiges and they build up until like the beige, like starts to get a little bit more yellow and like crystallize. And then like, it's too yellow, like a picture. You have to like add a little bit of green to make that, to make that yellow tinge lighter, you know? And, and then like, Oh shit, I've totally lost like the beige thing. And you have to like pull it back and add more of of the beige thing. And then you want like this side of the beige to go towards like this clear, super pale violet thing, you know? You can have the longest discussion about like purpose and everything, but everything is ultimately about like spreading joy because that that's the universe is one creative intelligence that like is spreading itself more and more and just trying to get everyone on the same like joyous kick eventually, you know?
Perfume, a sensory journey through contemporary scent, runs at Somerset House, London, from the 21st of June to the 17th of September. <laughs>